Uh, recording. Oh, okay. I was still trying to find the formula in the standings, but that's fine. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome. Today's Sunday, July the 30th. We're probably listening to this on Monday the 31st. I didn't know if it was a 31st or a 1st. It's one of them. Definitely one of them. Oh, hello. Once again, I'm Scoot, that's Poop. I I know that one, I wanted the constructors, uh, but I can get it in a second. Okay. Anywho, so on, right on to the first screen, you know, not too long ago. It's yeah, I, I, it, it is tied? How'd that tied. happen? I don't know. Because <laughs> I, I, I need to not go into that right now, because I'm confused. Anywho, so no more rotary. Nope, no, no more. It's dead. Um, so it was dead before, but Mazda brought it back as a range extender for the MX-30 electric car because the MX-30 had a low range. Well, as everyone in unison went, wait, didn't uh, Fisker try that and it failed miserably? Yes. Well, sure enough, the car has sold so bad, and by that I mean not at all, uh, it's actually not at all, but so bad that Mazda has announced they will stop selling the MX-30 SUV in the United States after the 2023 model year. So if you do really want one, you can grab one right now. But and you know they are available because no one's buying them. Yeah, I mean it honestly was a bad concept for a car in general. I think. I mean, yeah, it's uh, at least for the U.S. market. It, I, I'm convinced they just did it to be like, look, the rotor is back, but it's a range <laughs> extender. The company says uh, it's instead going to focus on its plug-in hybrids such as the CX-90 and upcoming CX-70, and the MX-30 uh, will continue to go on overseas, uh, both range extender variants and the regular battery versions. Yeah, so if you live in Europe, technically, it's not dead for you yet, but it But might also, as well be. this podcast is pretty US-based. Yeah, we don't care. <laughs> so my butt is vibrating. The Subaru BRZ. You know that car? No. Well, in 2024, there's going to be a brand new trim level for it called the TS variant. Um, basically, it will be the new top-of-the-line trim. It's uh, kind of a performance badge for Subaru. Um, it'll come with new Hitachi suspension, tuned by STI. Uh, of course, their performance division. And it will have four-piston Brembo brakes at the front, two-piston in the rear. Um, that's honestly pretty much all that's different about it. It's got different wheels and comes with different tires and, like, has different color mirrors. But, it, well, obviously, also, you get a new badge that says TS on it, you know, in big red letters. Just like the, every Subaru boy wants. Um, but, yeah, it's it's a, it's a new trim level. No uh. Speaking of every Subi boy, so not too long ago we talked about uh this new Ford Dark Horse GT3 and GT4 spec. I don't know if we actually mentioned a GT4 spec, but apparently that's coming too. Uh, but GT3 spec and how there is the possibility of a uh of a homologated version coming. Well, it is confirmed there is a homologated version coming, and it's called the Dark Horse R, and it costs, that's right, you guessed it, no, actually, it's a bit higher than that, $146,595. How about that? Before dealer markup. So, uh, it's good, but, you know, it's not, it's not, uh, it's not all bark, no bite. It's not $150,000 is what it isn't. Yeah, it's also not all 
No. <laughs> it's not expensive for no reason. It's 500 horsepower, a 5-liter Coyote V8. That's right, a V8 and a Mustang again. I haven't seen that in a while. Oh, yeah. uh, but it is still legal on the road. 6-speed manual transmission with limited slip diff. Uh, and 3.73 final drive ratio, whatever that means. It also has proper racing seats. Uh, proper with FIA, Recaro thingy uh quick release steering wheel racing harness other safety goodies like roll cage and whatever else and it's also got the nets i don't it's got nascar nets for some reason i don't know why i don't think this is legal on the road they said it is i I thought it was a track only is it I, I think they, it's tra- it's track only. Yeah, uh, it's, I thought it was road legal. Well, it's still a homologated version you can buy. Yes, yes, that is definitely true. Anyway, Nichols N1A. That's probably not a name you've ever heard before in your entire life. Steve Nichols. Steve Nichols, of course, being the first engineer in F1 to use carbon fiber on an F1 car. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, of course, being the lead designer on many successful F1 cars, including that one McLaren in 1988 that won all but one race in a season. Wasn't that also Newey? Yes. Yes. But, you know. No, actually, Newey didn't go to McLaren until later. I don't care, honestly. It's, you know, it's Steve Nichols. There we go. Um, He's making a car called the N1A. Of course, inspired by the McLaren M1A, which uh, I don't think he had anything to do with, but, you know, who cares? He's making a hundred of them. It's a two-seater roadster that weighs 1,984 pounds. It's got a 650 horsepower, seven-liter V8 based on the LS3, uh, of course, GM V8. And it has a modified dry sump oil system and a bunch of custom engine internals. Um, chassis made of carbon fiber and aluminum hybrid. It's a, it's a weird chassis. I don't know. It's really light, so... Honestly, it it sounds like it's going to be kind of crazy to drive. Um, if you want one, I don't know how much they're going to cost, and you probably have to know Steve Nichols because uh, he's only making a hundred. As so. far as I could tell, do do you know when he started working for McLaren? Uh no, I have no clue. Okay, because I'm looking at early McLaren and this the McLaren M1A that yeah, I think this was before his time at McLaren. I, cause, That's what I'm wondering, because yeah, it says 63, but... Yeah, I, I think his time at McLaren was after that. Wait, McLaren existed in 63? Yes. Interesting. Anyway, uh, yeah. Anyway, so, Tesla, gotta love him. Also had a minor recall this week as a footnote, but it's it wasn't exactly funny. Small side note, McLaren was founded in 63. Okay. I thought they weren't founded until 68. Anywho... Uh, well, I know the guy died in 70. <laughs> we were massively sidetracked at this point. Tesla! <laughs> so, well, you're, well, I was on a good direction, but you changed it back. That's sorry, your fault. I'm sorry. Anywho, Tesla. Like I said, minor recall, but wasn't exactly funny. And not what I'm talking about. What I am talking about is someone in California at 2.25 a.m. made the conscious decision uh, to go hit a homeless, uh, a homeless camp. Now, no one in the car or in the homeless camp was seriously injured, uh, and it's also entirely possible that they did not make the conscious decision to do that, (laughs) but to be completely honest, we don't know, because all the occupants of the car ran away. 
before yeah, first responders showed it's up. It's definitely very likely. So they were as a far bit... as far as we know, they did make that conscious decision. Yeah. Yep. Literally, by the way, nothing nothing to do with Tesla the company. But any chance I can make fun of Tesla, I will take. Yeah, fair enough. And I'm okay with it because, again, no one was seriously injured, homeless or occupants. Yes. You know what might be seriously injured, though? What? The Utah state government, if they keep doing what they're doing. Utah has decided they're going to test a new program where they put a GPS tracker on 100 different drivers' vehicles. <laughs> For toll collection and road use taxation. Now, to be honest, I don't really know why they would do something like this. Especially considering there's no way in hell I would ever let my state government put a GPS tracker on my car. In fact, I think I would rather die. Nice. Uh, but that's Utah for you. Sorry, I'm actively running away. I've ingested too much dog, especially in my right eyeball. That happens. It's only what you deserve. How red is it? <laughs> How red is this eyeball? Uh, it's the same color as the other one. Well, it's leaking. A, a, are they both red? Uh, no, that one's getting more red by the minute. Okay. <laughs> uh... Yeah, so the Avengers, BMW, General Motors, Honda, Hyundai, Kia, Mercedes, and Stellantis have teamed up to open 30,000 new fast charging stations across North America under a conjoined branch. Now, uh, these chargers will be compatible with electric vehicles from both the Combined Charging System, or CCS, and Tesla's proprietary North American Charging Standard, or NACS, connectors. Whatever that those two things mean. Yep. But so uh, there is in fact a rival to uh, Tesla's North American charging standard. Yep. Despite the fact that you know it's a uh, uh, compatible with it, but it's yeah. not. But the, yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Well, anyways, now people have another option than the Tesla system for this charging stations. This option station. has existed for a while. They're just building more of them. Well, and it's but, a yeah. more. Announce the lines. Also, shout out the fact that everyone's saying seven car brands, seven car brands, yet they list Hyundai and Kia. Yeah. As separate entities, which, fine, I guess they are separate brands, but also they say General Motors and Stellantis. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's something. Yes. That way. But? Go. Back. Which way? That way. Just go that There's way? There's paper towel that Oh, way. okay. You'll find it eventually. <laughs> Zenvo, I uh, keep going back. What? Back into the depths of hell. On the shelf, there's a paper towel holder. Oh shit! There you go. <clears throat> Zenvo has a new quad turbo V12 coming out. Revs up to 9,800 RPM. Of course, 6.6 .6 liter V12 will be making 12,000, well, sorry, not 12,000, 1,250 horsepower. And of course, somehow the Zenvo engineers managed to make it so it will meet the new Euro 7 regulations while still making 12, uh, 1,250 horsepower uh, with those quad turbos. Honestly, this is just witchcraft at this point. I, like, yeah, go for it. Okay. <laughs> um, it'll be coupled with a new uh, 600 horsepower electric motor in the new Zenvo Aurora. 
100 will uh, 100 will be made and um it should be interesting when but it I have comes not out. looked at this car yet. Okay. I haven't either to is, be honest. Is there a picture of it that exists? I, I probably I only cared about the engine Aurora. though. <laughs> I I I only cared about the engine. Oh, so. it's got the twisty. It, I have It's just the same Zenvo again, but oh. it's bigger engine. I mean, that's to be expected, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, they've just been making the same car and calling it different things, and at some point they put a funny wing on Wait, it. What do you mean it's the same one? Is that actually it? I don't think so. Oh, then we haven't seen I it I think yet. they haven't seen pictures of it yet, okay. Um, because I haven't found pictures of it, so... But I'm just thinking that... I'm one... I think it... Uh, Yep. So, speaking of the Zenvo Aurora, a possible rival to the Zenvo Aurora is the new Mitsubishi Triton. So, those that are intrigued by, uh, uh, are, are fans of, um, <laughs> so, so Mitsubishi has launched a new generation of its Triton midsize truck in Southeast Asia. But unfortunately, the workhorse won't be coming to the U.S. or anywhere else but Southeast Asia. But the Triton does feature a turbo diesel engine with 243 horsepower and 347 pound-feet of torque, so you know some proper prehistoric stuff. And <laughs> uh, is offered with a six-speed manual transmission. Yeah. Uh, it's got four-wheel drive system, not even all-wheel, just four-wheel. Uh, that includes two-speed transfer case and a center-limited slip differential, as well as hill descent assist. Very cool. Uh, and for the record, all we've seen of the Zenvo Aurora is this. What angle is that even supposed uh, to be? I think this is a door. Oh, okay, and then it swoops back. And that and then... is a rear bumper. Okay. So we've seen a quarter of a rear bumper and the rear quarter of a door panel. That's it. Yeah. I might have to step outside before we watch that race. Understandable. Anyway, I'm going to die now. No, don't.